Hey everyone, welcome to today's episode of Elevate with MSWAF. I'm your host, Emily Swaffield, and this podcast is all about getting raw and real about what it really takes to get to where you want to be and elevate in all areas of your life. If you haven't done so yet, be sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss when a new episode drops. And if you like what you hear, please share the love, leave me a review and connect with me on Instagram where you can find me at mswaff, E-M-S-W-A-F-F. Reach out and tell me what you're loving or what topics you want to hear more about and just know that I am so grateful to have you listening in so we can go on this journey together. So let's dive in. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Elevate with MSWAF. And I'm excited about this week's episode because I'm going to be talking to you guys about something that I feel like is going to be a really good reminder for a lot of us. This is something that I've been working a lot on lately, and I'm going to give you guys some really great tips as to how to improve your focus and get better at dealing with this one thing. Um, But before I tell you what the one thing is, I just want to ask you guys a few questions for you to really reflect and think about before we dive into the juicy part of the episode. So do you ever find yourself saying, how did the time just get away from me? Or, you know, at the same time, you might find yourself aimlessly scrolling on social media and losing track of the time. Um, How about that feeling when, you know, it's late at night, you're super tired, you could fall asleep on the couch. Like this has happened so many times with me. I'm watching a movie with Chris and I literally am like, oh my God, I cannot keep my eyes open. Yet when I head to bed and I check my phone and then all of a sudden, you know, 30 minutes, an hour passes by and I'm staring at my screen, it's 1am. So this episode is all about focus and understanding the one thing that is killing your focus And if you can relate to any of the scenarios I just went through, it might be time to have a reality check on how much you rely on your phone. Or do I dare use the word addicted? And, you know, I like to think that I'm quite a self-aware person and, you know, something I really have noticed. Well, I've, I've known this for a long time, but I haven't really stopped and taken a really good look at it and actually implemented things to improve it. But I feel like my focus is like, it just wasn't as good as it used to be. I would just notice that, you know, in the last, especially the last couple of years since the pandemic with COVID and everything, obviously we've been on our phones a lot more than usual. And I, you know, I use my phone for a lot of the work that I do with my businesses. I spend a lot of time on social media in um, apps like WhatsApp, which is where for one of my businesses, that's where I run our team chat. Like I spent a lot of time on my phone and I'm aware of that. But what I noticed is I was like, oh my gosh, my focus is just seems to have gone out the window. Like I can't focus like I used to. I can't concentrate like I used to. And this book had come up a couple of times actually recommended uh, to read. And I I thought, you know, finally, I'm going to bite the bullet. I'm going to buy the book and read it. (laughs) And the book is called How to Break Up with Your Phone by an author called Catherine Price. And I started to read this book and I started to put in some of the practices and the tactics that she talks about. And it's been life-changing, guys. Like, so last weekend, no, the weekend before last, actually, on the Sunday, uh, Chris and I did a digital detox all day. Like then I remember before we went to sleep on Saturday, I was like, babe, can't even use your phone in the morning. And I was like, like, we're putting it in another room. Like we're having the entire day off our phones, not just like it's on airplane mode and you can still use it for certain things. I mean, like we are not using our phone for the day. And I cannot tell you guys, I felt like time slowed down. 
Sunday night, I had the best sleep. I actually woke up before my alarm went off on Monday morning. I had the most productive day I've had in so long on the Monday. But just going back to the Sunday where we actually had the digital detox, like I really felt like time slowed down. Like I felt like I got all this time back and I just was so present in the moment. And we just had the most amazing day. Like we decided to go out for bottomless brunch at this really cute place um, in Surrey Hills. And we took Roxy with us and we just had this like long, like lazy lunch in the afternoon. And we, you know, I think an hour reading in the morning in our sitting room. And I just, it was just such a wholesome, feel good, amazing, fun day, but it felt like such a long day. And it wasn't because we did loads of things. It was just because I was present. I wasn't constantly, my attention wasn't constantly going from real life to my phone, to what's going on social media, to checking things and all the apps. And it was just like, like life literally slowed down. I was so shocked at how much I noticed and was aware of that from just not having my phone. But what I was also really aware of was how much we rely on our phones. I was like, Oh, because on Sunday, I most Sundays I don't work. So I have it as like a rest day. So I won't be in my office on my laptop or anything like that. And I was like, oh my God, I'm, I'm going to have to go in and use my laptop to make a booking for the restaurant because I can't call up the restaurant because I don't have my phone. I can't like make the booking online. I can't check if it's a cool place on social media to go. I just like, I have to do the old school way of just, yeah, jumping online and, and using my laptop to book in and and it was just, yeah, it's just really interesting being like, oh, hang on, oh, even calling the the Uber <laughs> to get to get in, you know, it was wild. So like, you know, using Skype on my laptop um, to call us a cab. <laughs> I mean, I was committed to the cause, right? So, so yeah, it was very interesting to notice, obviously, how much we rely on our phones, but how much my day really slowed down and was amazing and how it affected my sleep that night, my productivity the next day. So my goal really with this episode, guys, is to share with you some of the insights that I've been learning from reading Catherine's book and how it's really helping me rapidly increase my productivity and my focus levels and also just feeling better and feeling more present. And whilst this book is called How to Break Up With Your Phone, you know, I do want to kind of give a precursor. It's not about breaking up in a sense that you have to cut it out and like never use your phone again or like, you know, go to the extremes. What it's really more about is understanding how much or like what your current relationship is with your phone and how it might be affecting your life, but really around creating boundaries so that you're in control when it comes to your phone, as opposed to letting your phone rule your life with, you know, constant notifications and temptations and, you know, the urge to scroll social media and all of these things. So to give us all a bit of a wake up call, I want to actually read one of the pages from the books where (laughs) she um, actually talks about some pretty scary statistics. And these statistics are from quite a few years ago, actually. So I, I'm pretty confident in saying this because these are pre-pandemic as well. So I'm pretty confident in thinking that these are going to be a lot worse today and they're already pretty scary as they are. And also Catherine Price is a UK author. So these relate to the UK market. Um, so it's obviously going to vary um, a bit from you know country to country, but I, I still think it gives us a good picture of where we're at. So UK adults check their phones about 33 times per day, 33 times checking your phones. I, I think it's, I think it'd be more today. Young people aged between 16 and 19 check their phones on average 90 times a day. So I reckon that's over a hundred now. More than a third of UK adults 
look at their phones within five minutes of waking up and over half do within 15 minutes of waking up. And again, I reckon those numbers are higher. Uh, 38% of adults check their phones after they've gone to sleep. And for teenagers, it's way worse. This figure rises to 66% and over a quarter respond to their messages during the night. So think about disrupted sleep. Wow. We're using our phones so much so that we're giving ourselves repetitive strain injuries, such such as I'm sure you've heard of texting thumb or mobile phone elbow. 91% of the 41 million people between 16 and 75 years old have a smartphone and they use their device every single day. Um, And then 62% of UK consumers agree with the statement, I can't imagine my life without my phone. And then studies, this is the last one that just blows my mind. Studies suggest that up to 62% of women and 48% of men have checked their phone, wait for it guys, during sex. Yes, during sex. Like, I mean, does that not just give you some perspective and insight into the relationship that we have in our phones? It's wild, you know? So first things first is, are you really aware of how much you use your phone or how much you rely on your phone? So answering questions like, do you take your phone with you to the toilet? Do you take your phone with you to bed? Is it the first thing you check in the morning and the last thing you check at night before turning off the light? Is your phone always with you? Is it on the dinner table, like sitting on top of the dinner table whilst you're you know, having mealtime? What is your average screen time? Go and check, do this right now, guys. Check your average screen time. Because if you don't monitor that, you're going to be like ignorant to, you're going to be ignorant to what that, you're going to be unaware of what that number is. And I'm pretty certain that it's going to be a pretty shocking number. Um, I know for me, when I first discovered the whole, you know, oh, you can find out how much you, you know, you spend on your screen. And I was like, this, this number has to be wrong. Like there actually has to be something wrong with this number. This can't be right. So that's worth having a look at. And look, don't get me wrong. I love, you know, I love our smartphones. You know, I think that they are one of the coolest inventions of the 21st century. Um, You know, thanks to them, we literally have the world at our fingertips, especially, you know, being someone that has spent a lot of time living overseas and traveling, you know, being able to connect with um, everyone whilst living in different parts of the world and traveling is amazing. We can, you know, do things like order an Uber that arrives at our doorstep within minutes to take us somewhere. We can order food and groceries and we can pretty much order, to be fair, anything, you know, given the array of delivery apps that are available, especially in like large cities. You can, when I was in London, so, you know, we can connect with friends and strangers across the world, uh, you know, especially through social media. We can video call family and friends. We can Google anything at our fingertips. We can trade stocks and crypto, things like that. We can, you know, make money from our phone. We can listen to audiobooks and podcasts. I mean, this isn't even half of what we can do. The list just goes on and on. So, yes, our smartphones are amazing. But at the same time, if we aren't in control of using them properly, and what I mean by this is, like I said, is, you know, if we are allowing our phones to control our lives through always getting our attention with notifications going off 24-7 and things like that, then they can be doing us more harm than good. And, you know, the reality is our phones are designed, they're specifically designed to steal our attention and encourage us to spend as much time as possible on them. 
Like they're literally built and designed specifically to do this. You know, smartphone and app designers, like tech designers, like part of their job is to manipulate our brain chemistry to trigger addictive behaviors. They want us to be addicted to our phones. So, you know, uh, what did I see the other day? I saw, I think it was someone that was at like a concert, like a, a big music concert. And they had obviously posted something on social media about being there and a song that was being, famous song that was being sung. And I looked around and this was like a stadium full of thousands upon thousands of people. And all I could see was that everyone just had their phone out. Like everyone. So they're not even watching the concert in real, like being present in real time because they're multitasking. They're they're there and they're watching the concert, but they're also recording it through a screen. So it's just not the same as taking it in without your phone. And I'd encourage you the next time you're out in public where there's, you know, a, a crowd around you of people, take a minute to just look around and notice how many people are on their phones, that their phones has their attention. And, you know, you even see this in restaurants now, like the number of times that I've seen couples or, you know, friends out to dinner and they're not even having conversation because everyone at the table is just on their phones. It's crazy. We're at this bar in Mykonos, little, little Venice in Mykonos. It's beautiful. It's this little spot with all these gorgeous bars right on the water where you can watch the most beautiful sunset. Uh, and this was on our recent Europe trip. And I remember we sat down to have a bottle of rosé and enjoy the sunset. And this couple was next to us. And the time that we were there, and I think we were there for like, you know, maybe a couple of hours whilst the sun was going down the entire time, this couple that was next to us, they were just on their phones. They just like, they weren't even like having much of a like conversation because they just, both of them had their phones out and they were just on their phones the entire time. And Chris and I had like quite a big conversation. I remember it so clearly just being like, what are they doing? I don't know. It's just, it just blows my mind. And look, I'm, I have definitely been guilty of, you know, taking my phone out at bars and restaurants and, you know, having it on the dinner table and things like that. But I'm now I'm so much more aware and I'm so conscious of it that I don't do that. Um, if that makes sense, like I'm, I'm much more conscious and I'm much more aware that I, I've been working on my habits of not doing that. So I, my phone doesn't come to the you know, dinner table, just at home with me anymore. Yeah. I leave it in my office as much as I can. I've created a lot of boundaries around my phone now as well. So I've been implement, implementing these positive habits and it's really, I'm really seeing the effect that that's having on my life as well. So I want to talk quickly about, you know, why and how our phone is actually killing our productivity as well. Cause recent studies have actually shown that because the increased amount of time that we're spending on our devices, uh, we're actually changing the way our brain works. So it's actually causing what the study refers to as acute and sustained changes to the way our brains work. So we're actually changing our brain and not in a good way, guys, in a bad way, because it's affecting, it's reducing our focus levels. It's um, affecting our productivity. Like this is not good changes. <laughs> so one of the researchers behind the study cited that limitless stream of prompts and notifications from the digital devices, which, you know, encourages us towards constantly holding a divided attention then may decrease our capacity for maintaining concentration on a task. So it's actually affecting our ability to concentrate on, you know, the task at hand that we're trying to do. So have you ever, here's an example. Have you ever opened an app to go and do something? Like say you're, yeah, you're chatting to a friend and you're like, oh my God, I need to like, you know, show you this funny reel or send you this um, product or that I've, I've bought, whatever. And so you open the app to Instagram and you go to find a post to send to your friend or whatever you're doing, whatever you open the app to do. 
And then five minutes later, like you're watching some random stories and on someone else's page doing something and you've completely forgotten what you even came onto that app to do. (laughs) That used to happen to me all the time. Um, I'd literally be like, I'd go to open the app to do something, like send a profile to someone for a specific reason. And then like 10 minutes later, I'd catch myself what, what, hang on, what did I come on here to do again? (laughs) So, you know, some of the ways that our phones have, you know, are having these effects and killing our uh, attention span is constant notifications. You know, thanks to notifications, we don't even have to engage or interact with our phone for it to distract us. Just that ping. And, you know, there's a reason why there's a, you know, uh, that, that little notification symbol is red. Like that's not just by chance. It's because a red, the, the red symbolizes like, you know, the alertness and, um, it, it, it activates kind of, uh, a release of dopamine where we're like, Oh, someone messaged me or someone, you know, what are they, what have they said or what's, what's going on? And then we start to get addicted to this release of dopamine. So every time the notifications go off, we need to be constantly checking and it draws our attention away from what we're actually doing. Um, and the fact that we can take our phones with us wherever we go, we live in a world where we can access Wi-Fi in really remote places today. You can even get Wi-Fi on a lot of flights, like especially when I was traveling business class over to um, Europe on our recent trip. I had Wi-Fi the whole way there and back. So, you know, things have changed where we can really be on, like on our phones all the time. Whereas if you think back to our parents' days or, you know, just even 30 odd years ago, it was you know, telephones in a house that were attached to a wall, you know, we've come a long way, which is great. There's a lot of benefits from that, but also I think it's really important for us to be aware and acknowledge potential harmful effects from that. If we don't put boundaries in place, which is what my goal is with this episode is to really open your eyes to and create awareness around this so that you can really look at your own habits with your phone. Maybe you're fine. I mean, I definitely needed to create some boundaries with my phone, but if you do, then this is going to be really helpful for you. So another thing I want you to notice as well is when you're spending time on social media, we all do it, right? When you're in the scroll hole and you're just scrolling on social media, like watching other people's stories or lives or checking out their posts and going through people's feeds and just basically scrolling. When you are scrolling on social media, okay, when you come off doing that, how does it make you feel? Do you come off feeling inspired or do you come off feeling uninspired and like, oh, I don't know. What do you feel? It's really important to acknowledge that because a really great tip to switch that if you do fall into the trap of, you know, you come off or whenever you just scroll aimlessly on social media, you feel really uninspired or maybe you, you know, fall into the comparison trap and you're just watching all these people like off, you know, living their dream lives and you're sat in your office being like, oh, this does not make me feel good, then what I want you to do is I want you to unfollow anyone that doesn't serve you. Unfollow anyone that doesn't inspire you, that's not adding value to your life, okay? And what you do is you go and follow people that do or accounts that do. Like there's so many cool motivational and inspirational accounts out there that when I open my feed, I see a lot of great reels around, you know, educational and empowering and motivating and inspiring that I'll actually watch that and be like, oh, that's so cool. And oh my God, that's so true. Like that, you know, makes me think differently and it encourages, you know, inspiration. So I think because our phones can really affect our sleep. And I know so many people of you, like so many of you listening into this episode, if I were to ask you, do you take your phone to bed with you or do you check your phone before bed? Like, most of you do. Okay. Like it's just the reality of the way the world that we live in, we all do that. So 
If you haven't done this, I want you to set up sleep mode settings on your phone, which what that does is you just choose whatever time you go to bed, how much time, you know, how much uh, sleep you want to get that night. But what you do is it actually has this function where you can allow for wind down time. So say an hour before you go to bed and what will happen is an hour before your bedtime, like on average, whatever your bedtime is, your phone will automatically, no matter where you are, what you're doing, go into sleep mode. So all notifications will go off and it'll go into dark mode and you can't like your phone won't be distracting you basically. So that's what I do. And I love it because sometimes, you know, the day gets away from me and then all of a sudden like my phone's in sleep mode. I'm like, oh, wow. You know, it, it, it automatically does it. Whereas before I used to manually put it onto sleep mode, but now it does it an hour before my bedtime. So that's a really good one. If you haven't done that, set up sleep mode, the sleep mode settings on your phone. The second thing I want you to do is to leave your phone in another room when you go to bed. So if you use your phone as an alarm, um, if you, so for me, I, I still use my phone as alarm, but it's, it's kept in our ensuite and I can still hear the alarm from our ensuite. So it gets me up and out of bed to go turn it off, but I'm not taking my phone to bed with me. It's not in our bedroom, not physically in our bedroom. It's not on my bedside table. So if you're someone that takes your phone to bed with you, it sleeps on your bedside table. I want you to find somewhere else you can put it. And if you need, if it, that means like completely another room, um, and then you're like, what do I do about my alarm? I need to get up and go for work. Then you just need to buy another alarm, like jump onto Amazon. I don't know, go into the shop, buy an alarm. You can find alarms really cheap, but like get an alarm that's function is to be an alarm <laughs> and don't use your phone for as an alarm, because that's just an excuse for, you know, having to need have it on your bedside table. And you will trust me, you will sleep so much better. You'll get such a better sleep and you won't be distracted to pick up your phone or check if anyone's text you or be, you know, motivated to text anyone else if your phone's not there out of sight out of mind okay um the third thing is creating boundaries and or setting boundaries really like no phones at the dinner table or you know leaving your phone in another room for certain periods of the day when you're in focus mode if you know that you have to like sit down and write something or you know jump onto a meeting or do work or whatever it is if you don't need your phone for that specific task put it aside because before I used to do this, I can't tell you how many times I used to be like on a call where I'd be listening in. Like I'd never obviously do this if I was speaking or anything like that. But if I was like listening into a call, if my phone was there on my desk, the, through the whole addiction and habit, I would literally pick it up and just, you know, I don't know, check out what's going on and maybe open up a social media app and go down the scroll hole and all of that whilst, you know, I'm meant to be on a call and it was such a distraction. So, you know, again, put it aside, put it in another room, put it somewhere else if you don't actually need it for what you're doing. And then the last thing I want you to do is there are actually, and I only discovered this through reading the book, uh, is that there are actually apps out there that are designed to help you improve your habits and have create better boundaries with your phone. So the first one, I'm, I'm gonna go through three of them. And the first one I'm gonna mention is called Off Screen. So Off Screen, O-F-F Screen. And what it does is it, attra it tracks your screen time and things like how many times you pick up your phone. So you can actually, and this is really part of the self-awareness side of things, you can actually find out like how many times you're picking up your phone during the day. And when I did this, I was shocked. I was like, oh my God, are you serious? That's how many times I'm actually picking up my phone <laughs> in one day. And it really kind of just heightens your awareness to how much you're using your phone or how much you're relying on it. So um, off screen's the first one that's quite good for just really analyzing how much you're using your phone. And it like breaks down all the different apps and all those types of things. But the second one is called Screen Zen. So Screen Zen. Uh, Z-E-N. 
all one word. And what this one is cool about is that, first of all, it has this pause function that you can add into an app. So if you go to open an app, which you know sometimes we just do it by default, it will have a little screen that pops up and says, you've already opened up this app this many times in a 24 hour period. And it also will remind you how much time you've already spent on that particular app. And then it will ask you the question, do you still want to proceed? <laughs> do you still want to open the app? So for things like Instagram or WhatsApp or things that you're just like constantly, for me, I was in a habit of just like automatically on autopilot, just opening it, checking it, opening it, checking it. I was like, oh my gosh, I have, you know, tried to open this app how, how many times in the last like few hours. Uh, and again, it really opens your eyes to how much you're using that and, and you just get so much time back. But that one's a really good one. And then the last one I want to mention, the third one is called One Sec. So one, O-N-E uh, space sec, S-E-C, one sec. And this one's quite good because it's got the same function like screens in where it pauses before you um, open an app to ask you if you really want to open it, but it actually, it discourages you. And I, I got really annoyed with this one because I set this up with Instagram. And when I, every time I go to open Instagram, it would have this little moving feature on my screen where it would go take a deep breath in, take a deep breath out and this little motion that would go up and down my screen to like reset and ask you, do you really want to open the app? But it doesn't just like, it doesn't just quickly come up like screens and does and says, do you want to open the app? It, it actually forces you to just become present, take a moment because you have to wait whilst this little thing goes up and down the screen <laughs> before you even get the option to open the app. And it's really designed to bring your awareness to, did you just click on this by default? Cause you know, that's what you do and you've built the habit to do on autopilot or do you actually really need to open this app and you know contact someone or take action or do something with it or are you just in the default of because you're bored or whatever you're you have a habit of just every time you pick up your phone you open Instagram so those are the three apps that I have found really helpful to create better habits and better boundaries with my phone. And I encourage you guys do a digital detox. Just take a day, pick a, you it's usually easier to do it on a weekend because most of you probably need your phone for work, but see if you can do it too, because I can tell you like, it's, it's a challenge, you know, or it'll just really heighten your awareness to how much you rely on your phone, but it'll feel so good. Like we had the best day when we did it and we're going to get in the habit of doing it on a weekend every couple of weeks, just like completely no phones for that day at all. Uh, so I'd encourage you to do it, do the digital detox. Let me know how you get on message me on Instagram and tell me how you got on with it. How did you find it? Did you find like your day really slowed down? Like mine did. And I just had one of the best days. And then how did it affect your sleep that night? How did it affect your productivity the next day? Let me know because I was really blown away by that exercise. Uh, and that's something that I'm definitely going to continue to keep doing because of how good it felt. So I hope this has been helpful. As I said, my goal was not to be like, oh my God, phones are so bad. We've got to stop using our phones. It was really just to bring awareness and attention to for a lot of us, how much we rely on our phone and might have developed perhaps negative habits around our phone or reliance, should I say, on our phones. And so it's really just to bring awareness to that so that you can start creating boundaries, building better positive habits when it comes to your phone so that you can enjoy all the benefits of a smartphone, which there's so many of them, as I listed, but really have those boundaries in place so it's not you know negatively affecting your productivity levels or your focus so yeah, that's it for today, guys. I hope you have an amazing rest of your week and